Here you go, boys. Say, you both look like you got a furfy or two to tell. G'day everyone and welcome to Crackin' Furfies, the news commentary podcast where the boys and I crack furfies over some cold ones. I'm your publican Drew Agnew and joining me along the bar are my good mates Dan and Tom. Boys, how are we going today? It's nice to see your faces here at the bar and look, I've been looking forward to this today. It's been nice to catch up with some mates and uh, talk some shit, see if we can guess each other's news stories and see where we go from there. But Dan, start with you. How you been this week, my friend? Oh, since since about 10, 10.30 Friday night, I have been on cloud nine. Mm. I've had an excellent weekend. Um, those not in South Australia or sports fans, uh, we had the showdown, the Adelaide versus Port Adelaide footy match on Friday night, and my team won an absolute nail-biter with biter with. A kick after the siren. You're a Port Adelaide fan, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm out. But... <laughs> Staring right up. I've never been more offended in my life. <laughs> yeah, look, I um, I only caught. I don't even know the showdown was on. Like, I was um, I'm not. A, I'm not really a football watcher, but I I do enjoy watching it when I do. But yeah, that was just an unreal sort of finish. Like after the siren, kicking a goal, and just getting four points up, and just seeing like the crowd and everyone just erupt would have been so good and you to be was, there would have been just absolutely unreal oh just full-on hu- hugging hugging strangers in the aisles just 100 percent getting covid probably yeah did you, yet, but i'm sure i'll have to tomorrow did you dump <laughs> any fine. family members onto the pitch after after the game was done yeah i mean just full-on just tongue kissing everyone was just a weird uh bit maybe a little <laughs> bit too far but you know what? worth it no oh, it's, it's never like a bit it. too far it's never too far. <laughs> but it's like, um, yeah, with uh, Ash's story a week or so ago when someone actually, like, put their grandma's ashes on the on the oval. Oh, yeah. Yeah. like, And that, that's popped up a lot on my uh, news feed coming from, like, Instagram stories and that since since Ash read it out. So I don't know if they picked up on the uh, on the algorithm after they heard Ash say it. Uh, or... <laughs> yeah. I've, I've definitely put it into your algorithm for you. By the way, my story. But, oh, yeah. oh, it was too. I, yeah, I, I definitely I, regret misappropriation. saying. I think I remember, I think why I remembered Ash, like, making it was because, was it, was it, was it on the Swans? Was it the Sydney Swans? Yeah, yeah, yeah it was the body match. Yeah, they're wearing, um, they're we- wearing a white and red. For some reason, I associate that with Ash. I've I got no idea why I associate those colours <laughs> with Ash. Maybe because he played for the Saints here in Millicent at one stage. i got no idea, but yeah, and he, something he's connected me there. Fan. And he's the yeah. Yeah, so something connected there. So sorry, Dan. I I, I apologize. <laughs> I forgive you this time. Oh, thank you. Oh, I that. really um, regret quite heavily having said, nah, I definitely would have seen something on the on the social medias or you no. Know, if that was true and it was dead true and now I see it everywhere. Yeah, same. Yeah. You can't you can't Zuck avoid was it. listening. Mm. He definitely was. He's like, you know what? Here, just throw that in your face. There's a lot of people on TikTok like duetting it, being like, uh, Oh, surely someone's just got got grandma clogged up in their shoes as they're walking <laughs> over it. Yeah, but I don't know. Hopefully, grandma's just, happy out there. So on the pitch, <laughs> there's on, nothing on the that grandma loved more of- than being stomped on by a whole team of football players. <laughs> yeah, grandma's just, like- just really loving being clogged up in Isaac Heaney's boots right now. <laughs> 
Well, if she's a big fan, she might appreciate it. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> so after sort of your big win, Dan, for your footy team, you went and celebrated. What did you get up to? Where did you go? Hey, tell, tell us, uh, uh, tell us uh, the interesting so goss from the night. Ended up on the on the the nightclub strip of Adelaide. I flashed back to being a twenty one year old for the night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yep. <laughs> a little bit worse for wear the next morning, and then backed up to the the women's match, oh, cool. which the yep. Crows also won. Oy, a double header, and both win. Did you even go home, or did you just stay up all night and go back to Adelaide Oval? <laughs> <laughs> Would have been easier for me to just sleep under the fig trees, but. Yeah. Uh, and then backed up again Saturday night with the DZ Death Race gig. So, ooh, oh, let's just say I'm not going to be drinking beers tonight. I'm on the on the waters. On the H2, oh no, what have I done? <laughs> yep. Uh, well, I'm glad, Dan. I'm glad you had a good uh, good weekend. Um, Tom, what about yourself? What have you been up to? Well, I had a... Um you know, a pretty pretty solid schedule here in isolation of um, yeah. uh, Kirby's Forgotten Land and uh, this, that, yeah. the other. Yep, very nice. Yeah. Uh, picked up um, Murray Odyssey again. I've been going back through back through that, trying to, you know, get all the moons. But other than um, that, I've been doing absolutely nothing. It was so nice to be able to get out today and go see some, some people tennis. and play some tennis. <laughs> Um. Yeah, it was, it's it's been good. It's been very chill. Yeah, I've uh, been slowly. On the topic of Mario Odyssey. Um, there's a bloke on YouTube. You know, there's the skipping rope mini game. Yes. 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 A bloke <laughs> wrote a script to get nine thousand nine hundred ninety-nine on the skipping mini game. Well, it's pretty cool. And I need it. It's a surprisingly <laughs> competitive scheme. Competitive uh, scene about the mini games in Odyssey. Because hmm. was also he's also made a video about trying to optimize the volleyball mini game in Odyssey. Ooh, that is spicy. I tried to do that for the first time the other day. I'm not good at it. Mm. I was <laughs> I was awful at the I, uh, the skipping rope one. I'm like, I, I don't even know if I got the final moon from the from like the maximum amount of skips you need to do. I can't remember. It's been it's been it's been like four years since I probably played that game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I did just enough to get the moons, and then was just like, no, nah, I'm done. Mm. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out of here. So, did you go back <laughs> to it because you've been playing Kirby and it's like a similar idea of sucking up enemies and taking their abilities? <laughs> Is that why you went I, back to Odyssey? I, I don't know why. I hadn't turned my switch on for a, a decent amount of time, and I was like, you know what? Isolation. Let's dust it off. And I had heard that there's the new Mario Kart tracks as well. So I think that's mm-hmm. all three things kind of pulled me back in, and I was like, yeah, right. Let's let's see what I was up to. See what I was doing. Turns out I had done very, very little <laughs> on that game. You had one but I'm move. glad that I went back. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, did, did, did you finish it initially? Did you finish it no. at all? No. No. Oh, when you get to the end and you get to the final world, let me know what you think. Yeah, okay. I that's will. A, that's, a bit, that's, that's a bit what blew me away. But yeah. No, no spoilers. No spoilers here. Yeah. Check back here. I imagine it's a wedding of some sort. Um, don't know. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> Old tight lip agnew, they call him. <laughs> yeah, t- tight lip <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> that's what bloody hard to get a furphy out of this guy. Yeah, that's right. He's not even going to speak. That's what my lovers say. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, I guess speaking of lovers, uh, Chantel and I celebrated our 
first wedding anniversary this weekend, which was a oh, lot of congratulations. fun. Yeah, thank you. So we went, we went down and um, had a, went to our favourite steak place, the barn, which was really oh, nice. And we hadn't been there for, for a while because of COVID and all that. So it's been nice to get out the house. And it was our first night away from uh, our son as well. Dropped him Ooh, off at the... Oh, that's at, a big one. Yeah, at the grandparents' place. And he was very well behaved, which was very nice. Um, it, it, <laughs> Why can't he just do that at home? Yeah. Well, no, he's been pretty good. I hope I haven't yeah. woken him up doing this show so far, but <laughs> hopefully it goes all right. Yeah. Mum's got this on lock, so it'll be fine. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. What, what else is news? You got anything else crazy coming up or? Not really. Got an Adelaide trip coming up. So we're going to like. Mm-hmm. Lucas is going to meet a lot of uh, Chantel's family and friends up in in the big smoke, including Dan. Which we meeting a little lad. If he's if he's not um getting drunk and going to the foot, <laughs> I footy given games, myself COVID. Yeah, if you haven't, <laughs> well that too. All yeah. those tongue kissing strangers, I tell you. <laughs> Oof, they're they're tricky. Just licking the acidic acid out of the bottom of their stomach. <laughs> That's how deep you got your tongue. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually Ow, trying to administer the PCR. Acid. He's got the tongue at the back of the throat and then up the nose. <laughs> and he just spits in a tube. So, so you know how a woodpecker's tongue like wraps around their brain? <laughs> yeah. Mine does the same what? thing. <laughs> did you not know that? I did not. That would have been they a tongue, great furphy. Woodpecker's tongue wraps around their brain so that when they're like smashing their face against a tree, it's got some insulation. <laughs> Makes sense. That. That's my favourite fact now. I, I love that. Welcome oh. to... That's your fun fact for this episode of Furfies. Like, mm. when you say, oh, didn't you know that? Is that is that meant to be common knowledge? Is Tom meant yeah. to have known that? <laughs> I thought it was. <laughs> like, because I swear I've seen a meme about it. Oh, we've seen a meme, so oh. everyone needs to know about it if there's memes based around it. Tom, you're an idiot. How do you know? <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. I, don't, I can't dispute that fact. I don't know if I particularly knew that either. I can't say like, oh, yes, I could have recalled that fact, but... It makes sense when I hear it, so I'll take it. Mm. I'll pretend I know about it. Or am I just making it up and it sounds plausible? I just got Is the, it a furphy? Um, we'll start of the games early, this, this app. <laughs> I just got the mental image of his brain being like, you know those big bundles of um, rubber bands that you see? Like there's just rubber band after rubber band? Yeah. Yeah. I envisioned his tongue to be like that around its noggin, like its brain. <laughs> That would keep it safe when it's smashing its beak against a tree. So <laughs> that that is true. Yeah, try and um, yeah. Well, Dan, if if your tongue's like that, you should just try smashing your head against a tree. See if you can do it. <laughs> yeah, it's not. <laughs> no, that hurts. I just tried <laughs> for the audio listeners. For the audio listeners, which is everyone, because we're not recording this in video, <laughs> except for us. I guess we're visual. To- we're visual listeners. I can see you. You can see me. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's get to the furfies, boys. Let's try and uh, let's try and crack some bad boys. So who wants to go first? Who's got some uh, tales to tell? You know what? I didn't get to contribute last week, so I'm I'm around to go. Go for it, my friend. Let's uh, let's see what All you right. got. Because I know um, that Drew is a bit of a, mm. a a techie gadget kind of guy. Oh. I thought I'd go like a. a, a a gadget type deal this week. Okay, trying to fucking trick old Drew Boo here. Yes. Now, just and Dan, 
Just keep in mind that it was April Fool's the other day. Ooh. That's all, all it I'm was say. April Fool's the other day. It was. You might have seen some conflicting information. It's my you dad's birthday. <laughs> oh, happy birthday, Daddy Agnew. Happy birthday, Bill. Bill. Big bad Bill. Oh, God, he's big and he's bad and he's Bill. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Story number one. Uh, Dyson launches headphones face mask hybrid. Uh, Dyson has set the internet alight with the first look at the Dyson Zone, a pair of over-the-ear headphones that also include a mechanical mask designed to purify the air. The detachable ear-to-ear visor leaves a pocket of air in front of the mouth, which it constantly cleans of pollen, bacteria, dust, as well as gas pollutants such as sulfur or nitrogen dioxide. It's made possible by a motor, compressor fan, and air purifying dual layer filter, all concealed in each ear cup. Easily rechargeable with a USB C connectivity, the company says. Filters will need replacing every 12 months, and Dyson has built intelligence into a corresponding app that will monitor real time pollution levels around you. That's all I've got to say for that one. All right. Jeez. That sounds pretty cool, though. Sounds useful. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, next story <laughs> up is 3D printing company develops revolutionary 2D printer. <laughs> now, I know what you're thinking because I thought yep. the same thing. Uh, Formlabs. Haven't I already got one of those? <laughs> exactly. That's what I thought. Formlabs is a company that brought 3D printing to homes all across the globe, and it's now shifted its focus back to standardized 2D printers. Uh, With its complex series of lasers, it says that the printer can uh, disperse things in a high-definition 4K type of print. Um, Its CEO has said, Shifting their focus from 3D back to 2D, eliminating the third dimension has made these printers all the better. That's all I've got to say about that one. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) And last but not least, BMW unveils a car that changes color at the touch of a button. Oh, that'd be sick. Uh, BMW has unveiled a chameleon car that changes color in the latest attempt by automotive firms to combine their vehicles with cutting-edge technology. The German car firm said it was bringing the car body to life with a specifically developed body wrap for its all-electric iX SUV model, which uses the same technology as Amazon's Kindle e-reader. At the touch of a button, a driver can change the shade of the car's exterior, allowing the color to shift between black, white, or even light and dark stripes by activating electronic ink in the word printing company set to something. I can't read the last word. Well, I imagine that it's something German. Okay. And that <laughs> is all I have. Interesting. Interesting, Could yeah. He so not read a word he wrote. Hmm. Interesting. Well... Did I write it or did I copy and paste it? Is it a real story? Is it fake? That's what we're here to do, Tom. We're here to are here you, to decipher you your stories. Double buff, bluffing. Yeah. yeah. Am I doing the double double bluff? Did I make a story sound really bad on purpose? 
Mm. Did I bullshit the bullshitters? <laughs> we will find out on the next episode of Crack and Furfies. Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> Welcome back to Crack and Furfies. All right. Um, Dan, let's try to decipher what's going on here. So I got I don't follow uh, Dyson news updates necessarily, so I've got no idea about the this one. But I do know Dyson tend to make those mm. hyper futuristic appliances. So yeah, so it sounds like could it sounds doable. Could be plausible. Like it. it um, look, this could be one of those stories. Uh, this could be a, a Daniel Treadray story as well. It might not be like a, a mask. It might be a a hat. Or something, you know. He's just like he's just. <laughs> it's, a, it's an air purifying hat. <laughs> it's imagine actually that? That'd be a sick. walking stick. Imagine like an Akubra, and it's just like air conditioned, just blowing straight into your face. That'd be pretty good. Or like like with those corks hanging off as well to like little fans scare away flies and like blowing cool, refreshing air into your face as well. That'd Dice in Australia, make it happen. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> make it happen, or otherwise um, it will be my uh, my my copyright. So exactly. act on it quick. You patent it. Yep. Um, story. I'm going to say story number three is real, just because I think that that sounds very plausible. I feel like I heard um, something I about that the, as well, but I've got ooh, no idea. I know that the NBA uses a similar has trialed a similar technology to be able to like change the players' numbers on the back of their jerseys in real time. Mm. Um, mm. So I can very much see that similar technology being used for, a, especially for a, a new electric car. I think Batman's so been using that technology BMW for a while too. A chameleon car. <laughs> <laughs> but. Yeah. So like, yes, yeah, story number two gets me because it sounds ridiculous. So, but it, it makes complete sense. If, if you're a company making expensive 3D printers, you're like, hey, let's make something a bit more commercial, a bit more mainstream, you know, just making 2D printers... Um, and improving the technology in that. That makes a lot of sense, like just commercially. Um, but I know sort of nothing. Well, what was like, what was the company that makes this 3D printer and is making the brand new 2D one? If you can remember. Oh, they're called Form Labs. Form Labs. Yeah. So Form Labs. I think one of my mates in the Mount actually has a Form Labs 3D printer and he uses it to print all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah. So, so that could be where he's got the idea idea to write a furphy about. See, if, if he uh, if he did a story which is like a company makes a two D printer that actually works every time, connects on Wi Fi flawlessly, I'll be like, that's a furphy. I fucking hate printers. Like printers suck. I don't mind. Doesn't it. ever run out of ink. Oh, yeah, well, that'd be good too. But just like they never work. They're always so complicated. And they don't have to be. It's just like a just. Connect to the Wi-Fi and send your file to the printer and print it. For fuck's sake, it just it never seems to work. Yeah, mm. don't know. I might. I might. My, go. Sorry, Tom. No, I was just going to say my printer actually runs off the same cord that I use to input my microphone to my computer. So every oh, yeah. Sunday, I have to go out to the printer and take it out of the printer to put it back in my <laughs> really? my DI box. Really, We're very high tech here. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually amazing. <laughs> yeah, because I, I remember like my blue snowball has that that similar connection that goes into it. Actually, yours yeah. I don't know, yours might too, Dan. The um Audio Technica microphone. I think I think it does actually. Don't unplug it to look at it. But <laughs> <laughs> All right, hang on, let me just unplug it. I'll just check. <laughs> it'll only take us four months to put it back on, it's fine. <laughs> uh all right. I reckon I'm going story number two. Um Tom has a nice array of uh, 
of Furphy's here. Um, yeah, and I don't know, the double bluff might have bluffed Drew. We'll find out. We'll find out. Dan, what are you going? Oh, I'm going to join you in pick Ooh. number two as well. All um, right. Triple bluff. <laughs> <laughs> eliminating Eliminated the third dimension. Mm. Well, I'm really sorry to tell you guys that you're exactly right. Oh, Oh, that's got a nice one. crack. We cracked it, Dan. <laughs> Fucking delicious. I literally had one line written down for that because I was trying to type it. And then when we started, I was like, oh, I got nothing. I, look, <laughs> I did the exact same thing. It's like, look, I'll I'll get it written. Then, then like, we pop up online. It's like, ah, I don't know. We'll, we'll, see, we'll see, roll with what you I've go got. Lost and just combine everyone else's furfies. Yeah, and, and look how that worked for me. I've got to laugh out of everyone, though. I've got to laugh out of everyone. Mm. All right. I'll go next, Dan. I'm not even giving you the opportunity. I'm I'm a selfish bastard. Just pulling See, rank. This is a man who knows what he wants, and he's just taking it. <laughs> <laughs> I know what I want. So the theme for my uh, stories this week are local-related, Mount Gambier-related to our- Oh, damn. A small little sleepy town down here in South Australia. So first story, actually, I say that maybe not just Mount Gambier. This the first one is a different town. Um, <laughs> yeah, but the first story is actually Malel. <laughs> it's actually uh, LA. Um, in America. It's close by, real yeah, local. Yeah, that's local. I've been there no time. Um, so <laughs> the first story is drink driver crashes into Robe Hotel. The second story is bad crack blamed for bin blazes. And story number three is messy night at Amy Shark concert. Well, Dan, I'm please take all your speculation because I know which one it is. I thought, look, being local, I thought you might. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I think I have a hunch which one it is as well, but I'd like to hear more. Well, I don't know that you do. <laughs> so drink driver crashes in the Robe Hotel. A drink driver has lost his license for six months after crashing into the Robe Hotel in early hours of yesterday morning. Police were called at the scene at uh, 2.20 after a car failed to navigate a corner and crashed into the pole, supporting the front veranda of the hotel, causing damage to both the car and the veranda. The driver, a 26-year-old man from Robe, recorded a blood alcohol reading of 0.146, nearly three times the legal limit. He was reported for aggravated driving without due care and drink driving. He was issued a six-month immediate loss of license and will appear at court at a later date. Story number two, a bad crack blamed for bin blazers. A Mount Gambia woman was... <laughs> Uh, has blamed a bad batch of drugs <laughs> on her behaviour after she set two bins alight last week. Uh, Fiona Joe Taylor, uh, 53, will spend a month behind bars <laughs> after admitting to the uh, to the offending, which included a charge of assault on a neighbour from earlier last year. Taylor said the drugs led her led her to hear voices quote it's supposed to be ice but i did do a test and it was lsd it's supposed to just be crack she said <laughs> end quote uh, taylor sentences were backdated to uh, march 22nd she's uh, she will be released on a 12-month good behavior bond after one month 
And story number three, messy night at Amy Shark concert. A militant man had a big night during Amy Shark's performance at the Sir, Sir Robert Helpman Theatre last weekend after getting a sore stomach and vomiting on two security guards working the event. Neil Bellinger, 48, had dinner at Mount Gambier's OK Pie Shop before attending the show. Neil said uh, he loves the Mount Gambier's iconic pies but doesn't get much opportunity to get his hands on them. Quote, I only travelled to Mount Gambier on a rare occasion, so I ate more than my stomach could handle, end quote. Luckily, after a compulsory drug and alcohol test and a change of clothes from the venue staff, Neil and the security team were able to see the rest of the show. So they're my stories, boys. What do we think? I like it. So what are, what are you, so we'll go through some of the, like, what your thoughts on each story are before you actually come to your big conclusion here. So... It's funny because I I heard about the crash into the Robe Hotel, and uh, one of one of the boys I work with apparently it's not said in the actual article here, but uh, my mate he got a he got a Snapchat from someone, and apparently this is a, this could be a furphy from a friend of mine. This is this is this could be complete bullshit. <laughs> this is, but apparently this twenty six year old was the manager of the Robe Hotel. <laughs> Who <laughs> crashed into it? <laughs> so, could you imagine like managing oh, yeah. a place and like um, doing that to it? So, just 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 rocking up to work. Yeah. So allegedly, my my source is a bit of a bit of a pothead himself. So I don't know how um, <laughs> how uh, you know seriously you want to take that. But um, look, that's a funny story. So adding that in there is funny enough as it is. Um. So. I feel like we need to give some people some context as well mm. about um, Mount Gambier. Mount Gambier is a beautiful, stunning, picturesque place, but it also has a that dark, seedy be- underbelly. And it the is the ice capital of Australia. That's right. It is. It is just. Is it still two different worlds? I think so. I don't think much has changed. Um, uh, we're. we're we might be down a few bins since the last uh, poll, mm. but yes, it, it's pretty bad here still. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So, what do we? Fortunately, th- makes that does make story number two kind of believable. <clears throat> mm. And story number three just reminds me I haven't been to the OK Pie Shop in a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> Along these lines, um, our new uh, SA Premier, I, I can't pronounce his name, but he's Peter very Malinowskis. charming. Uh, that's the man. Um, he has a thing for the OK Pie Shop sausage rolls. He said that they were the best in the universe. Apparently, I saw a write-up about it the other day, and mm. he's challenging people to find a better sausage roll and send it to him. Just send it, send him a sausage roll in the mail. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure that'll get through customs. <laughs> um, speaking of Peter Malinowskis, after the showdown on Friday night, there's a, man, there's a man amongst the people crossing the footbridge with his port scarf on in a huge crowd. Oh, he's a port supporter. Could have easily waited out the crowd and hidden his port supporting shame, but he went, went out there and mingled amongst his people. Oh, he's Should a port supporter. constituents. And he was definitely copying it from more than a few people just for the fact he was wearing a port scar. <laughs> so he should. If I was there, I'd but. probably be wearing a port port scarf, so I would have probably burnt it when it's still around my neck. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Uh, no, but I have heard um, um, there there was a few things going on at the uh, Amy Shark show. So, um, yeah, I, I didn't see that particular story, but I did hear there was a few different kerfuffles. Mm. A few different messy nights. Mm. Yeah, it's fairly standard for Man Gambit. Yeah, like it is pretty tame, really. I mean, I can't imagine Amy Shark having the kind of music to get have a messy night too. She's just Taylor Swift in jeans and a hoodie. <laughs> who's, who's having a rager to that? Australia tw- uh, Swift. <laughs> I'll pay that. Well done. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I won't. I felt bad as soon as it came out of my mouth. It, it, it was better than my tannish quip earlier, so. No, that was good. It took me too long to get it, but it was good. <laughs> so, boys, what do you reckon? What are you going to put your votes in for? Um, I'm going to lock in number two. I'm going to lock in number three. That crack goes to Tom. Well done, Tom. Well done. I threw him off. <laughs> I threw him off. <laughs> oh, you did it on purpose. <laughs> you fucking dog. Yeah, I don't think the, oh, I don't think the Amy Shark thing's even been yet. Because <laughs> when you said, oh, look, a lot of shit. I thought, no, because well, I th- <laughs> <laughs> when he said she, a lot she's of stuff, definitely went down at the Ambia before. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> that's what because I thought it was the, the from like the 2019 tours because um, I know she's played in Mount Gambia before. Yeah, Amy Shark, she's she's coming to Mount Gambia on Sunday the uh, the 31st of July. So when I saw that, I'm like, oh yeah, so I'll just I'll make a story about that. But when Tom like said, oh look, <laughs> look, oh, a lot of stuff went down. I thought he was just like, oh, do I have him? Do I? Do I potentially have him here? I'm not. I'm not sure. He just did it to be a fuck with to Dan. That's hilarious. God damn it, Tom. Oh, oh, that's amazing. Um, there can only be one, unless it's <laughs> guessing my stories, and then everyone's a winner. <laughs> Woo! Oh, that's a lot. Of, so yeah, um, I I got all these stories from the Limestone Coast Community Facebook page, which I assume Tom was probably liked and seen. So I'm like, oh, oh well. Uh, um, I'm not sure if I saw it from that, but I think there would have been a hundred people that reposted the bad crack. Oh yeah, story. It was hilarious. Yeah, well, just that, pictures of melted bins mm. and just a nonsensical ramblings by a lady. I'm actually a little surprised that hasn't made its way up to Adelaide. So mm. oh, we can make that happen. We can make that happen. We can <laughs> we can send you up some ice, Dan. You can give it to your neighbours, and it will just sort of spread from there. Just but, distribute it and then you can have your own burning bins. It's fine. Yeah, just what you need. Just <laughs> melting plastic in your driveway. But like You've heard of burning man, now you have burning bins. The, the, that is like one of the best quotes I've probably ever heard. It was it was supposed to be ice, but I did a test and it was just LSD. It's supposed just to be crack. <laughs> 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 like, uh, I feel, like I feel. Oh, you stay feel classy, Macambia. Mm. Stay classy, indeed. Well, we're not going to help. We're not going to help the classiness. Nah, drag it down, Dan. You got to come and do something, man. You got to come back, swab the place up. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> maybe just uh, give a man a suit. Just donate a couple of suits from your <laughs> from your wardrobe or something. Here, here, here Helps out. Have a suit. I'm leaving now. Bye. <laughs> It's like too small. I, you haven't met me, but would you like a suit? <laughs> I like to think like you just give it to, the person you give it to is a kid. The kid's just got this like suit that's like <laughs> twice as big on him. Well, well, you know, you know how you're coming up to Adelaide this weekend. I'm just gonna have a little t- tiny suit tailor made for Lucas. Ooh. That'd be cool. I mean, if you're gonna go to that, that much effort, 
I'll, I'll, that'd be cool. You, you, you've already clothes. get him a little three-piece tuxedo. Worth it. You've already been really kind yeah. and given us heaps yeah. of clothes for Lucas, though. So if you, you don't have so to. So now I'm just going to top the lot. Mm. <laughs> yeah, because he got a little uh, custom um, print of a Chantel's Freaky Fit logo from her gym on yeah on it, and he's a. Uh, it still hasn't rocked up yet, Dan, but he got one of the House of Mario uh, logo I'm on it as well. Damn, that's cool. Have a sauce of yeah. where that actually is. Eh? Yeah, it hasn't rocked Last up Last I yet. checked, it was in the country, so. This is the furphy. He didn't actually buy him. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long setup. <laughs> uh, no, it's, it's meant to be coming from St. Louis, I believe. St. Louis. Yeah, right. St. Louis. St. Louis, Missouri. Mm. That's in a different if country. If you say it. Quick enough, it could be misery. <laughs> Maybe it'll it'll arrive, and Lucas will be too big to actually wear it. <laughs> yeah, he's like twenty five. He's like, I can't fit this anymore. He just, put, <laughs> just puts his arm 25 in. Twenty five and still living it. <laughs> <laughs> just wears them as gloves. The tracking side is loading. The tension, tension is building. It has still arrived in the destination country on March nineteenth. I'll have a good mid-potty post-check. It's good. <laughs> mid-potty post-check. <laughs> When's my fucking... It shipped March 4th, so... <laughs> When's my Might new have to check in bloody headphones anyway. meant to rock up? I don't know. <laughs> I've got a new bathing suit for my grandma, which is meant to be coming in soon. I'm sick of her going to the swimming hole naked. It's really embarrassing. <laughs> I really want When's me bloody Manscaped razor coming in? <laughs> bloody old. Cracker got some. now brought to you by Manscaped. Mm, it might be one day. Please give us free stuff. <laughs> just like a little hat. A little hat that's too, <laughs> that's too small for our heads, but we just have to place it on top really gently. Okay, look, look at us. We're sponsored by our favourite shaving company, Brought to you by Squarespace. Your Squarespace. <laughs> I love shaving with my Squarespace. All right, Dan, give us give us your furfies, Time mate. Some furfs. All right. Story number one: Tokyo teenager becomes the youngest doctor in Japanese history. Impossible. Story number two: Gold Coast nine-year-old accepted to study physics at university. And story number three. UK teenager on solo cycle trip around the world has bikes stolen. Uh, so I know the theme of now, your stories. You, you... People from places. <laughs> <laughs> People doing my, things. My, my theme is annoying us <laughs> prodigies. Uh, okay. Um, yeah. mm. first, first thoughts, lads? You have to be a special type of person to steal someone's bike if they're riding around the world. Granted, you probably don't know that they're riding around wherever, but that's, that's pretty that dirty. Okay. No, I mean, it doesn't, but <laughs> it's just, that's, that's yeah, low, it's man. A, it's no good. Um, I'm going to start reading story number one. Yeah, just all, with number one. Tashikawa like- teenager Fumiki Ichijoji, 15 years old. Ooh. has shattered the record books in the past week when he clocked on for his first shift at Tashikawa Sogo Hospital. Dr. Ichijoji graduated from high school at the age of 11 years old and raced through medical school to graduate in the top 15% of his class at only 14 years old and 163 days. He was offered employment straight out of university, but he decided to take some time off before starting his medical life to be a teenager for a little bit. 
Jesus. I am very proud of my achievements, but all I want to do is help as many people as I can, said Dr. Ichi Joji. The prodigy is also said to be an excellent football player, though he does not have time to play often with his new career. <laughs> his parents, Ken and Hanako, pictured out the front of Tachikawa Sogo with the, their doctor son, have said that their son was always a bright and inquisitive child, and they are so. not surprised that success has found him so early on. Fumiki was always interested in how things work and how to put things back together. We are just so proud of him, said Ken. I am sure that with his desire to learn and want to help everyone, he will make a fantastic doctor, said Mother Hanako. Dr. Ichijoji is specializing in orthopedics and hopes to work towards improving care of degenerative skeletal conditions over his medical career. That is a beautiful story. Like, when I was 15, what the... What were you boys doing when you were 15? <coughs> like, oh, I could probably... Be in a little shit. Yeah, I was... Probably I was probably barely learning read. from, from <laughs> I <don't> Dan's... <laughs> learning Dan's dad uh, bloody woodwork. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the old Danny's dad. So this is how you put a nail in the wood there, Tom, and you put the varnish is, on the wood. This is how you use a saw. Yeah. Big old grain-looking bastard. Just run your sandpaper down that way. Right. Go yeah. with the grain, not yeah, this, against this the grain. Bastard, here's a kiln. <laughs> get out of the kiln. I may get in the kiln. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you reckon? Like his like tenth birthday, his parents got him operation, and then it just stemmed from there, or what? Yes, <laughs> we had five years to so like. You know oh, what? Oh, this, this is the thing I want to do. Then bam, yeah. fully qualified doctor. Boom. I I could be barking up the wrong tree here already, but I do not think that they would allow him to do it without the proper medical training. I could be reading into it too much, but doctors, nurses, all that kind of thing, they need to go on placement for, you know, X amount of years. Definitely. I, mm. I do not see someone being like, and I don't, personally, I don't think I would feel comfortable being like 14-year-old doctor. Hell yeah, come in. Sign me up, you know. <laughs> What's wrong with me, bro? Could you imagine they like a heart? Like obviously, this this uh, particular doctor isn't in charge of heart transplants and that, but it's like something serious like that. Then like this kid walks in with like this uh, <laughs> this uh, this uh, lab coat on, which is like way too big for him. Like the sleeves are like hanging off. He's like, "What can I do for you today?" <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god!" He's, he's like chewing on like a gummy snake as well. Like <laughs> you've got cancer. <laughs> <laughs> That's no good, Dan. <laughs> Lucky he's but only anyway, an orthopedic on. surgeon. That's fine. Mm. <laughs> Story uh. number two. For nine-year-old physics genius Allegra Clark, the sky is not the limit. She has her sights set on space. And after being accepted into a university physics course, the Gold Coast Primary School student is one step closer to her dream of being an astronaut or an engineer or a scientist. I'm still pretty young, so I've got a while to decide, she said. At school, Allegra studies the curriculum of students at grade ahead and participates in extension extension classes. She has completed maths and physics work at a senior high school level. By the end of the year, she'll be studying her first university level physics subject online after being accepted by a university in New South Wales. According to Mother Kelly Clark, Allegra's passion for learning started at a young age by reading chapter books and encyclopedias by four and teaching her peers about black holes by five. She's always been bright and articulate and interested in the world around her, Miss Clark said. Eager to begin her physics studies, Allegra said she hoped to be working in the STEM field, 
I've loved maths and science since from three years old when I got a lab coat and hydraulic set given to me. I love everything. I love being challenged. I love math, science, physics, music, playing the oboe and the saxophone, drama, and creating things. Smart. And I'm still pretty young, so I've got a while to decide, but I'm thinking one day I'll be an astronaut or an engineer or a mathematician or a scientist. All right, this has got to be bullshit. No one enjoys playing the oboe. <laughs> no one. Was it the was was it Chantel's talking about the oboe? I don't even know what an oboe is. I don't. It's it's kind of like a flute, but more obnoxious. Okay, I yeah, I don't know if I've ever heard of an oboe, but I don't know. I'm not educated. A big <laughs> big statement from that lady. At one point, you said that she loved everything. <laughs> Does she really? Everything's a big, big statement. That's right. I'm trying to pick holes in each of the stories. Sounds like she needs to pick something and just run with it. Like, yeah. Too many choices. Too young. Don't, too, don't too, bite off more than too, you can chew. Too much optimism. <laughs> no good. 27, 7. I've lost a lot of my optimism. It's gone. <laughs> Wait till I'm 35. Oh, God. Optimism. Be Sorry, Lucas. Low. How dare she still have the spark of life in her eyes. Oh, it's just it's a bit insulting to Disgusting. Us oh, to be 20s. young again. and story number three charlie condell 18 says loss of bike colin in townsville australia is sub-ideal a british teenager who was trying to become the youngest person in the world to cycle solo around the planet has had his bike stolen in australia charlie condell has pedaled through europe and asia since embarking on an eight month eighteen thousand mile journey in july he woke up in Townsville, Queensland on day 103, a Tuesday, to discover his bike, camping gear, passport, and other equipment had vanished. All he was left with was the shirt and shorts he st- stood up in and, um, and one bag. Gondale, who set off on his expedition the day after li- leaving Clifton College in Bristol, that he was determined to find a new bike and carry on. Writing on social media, he described the loss of his bicycle, which he named Colin, in an understated way. Sub-ideal. Instead of falling into gloom, he decided to take a trip to the nearby magnetic island. Suitably cheered, he sent a defiant message to his supporters. Amazing day seeing wild koalas and feeding the birds of paradise. I do love Australia and one bastard isn't going to change that that option. Have a great day with whatever you're doing and don't stop ever. Condell has cycled through 17 countries, riding up to 125 miles per day and flown between continents. Usually he camps wild. But on Monday night, he treated himself to a night in a hostel and a game of volleyball on the foreshore in Townsville after a tough couple of days cycling in searing heat. He estimated that at least 4,000 pounds in equipment had been stolen, but he said he still hoped to complete his trip by March and break the record. Condell's bike was a lightweight carbon fiber Cervelo. Condell is funding his trip from his savings, and he has also set up a crowdfunding page for people to support him. He has already had offers of help from people and is working out the best way to keep calm and carry on with his journey. Another British man, Tom Davies, is believed to hold the record for the youngest person to cycle around the world unassisted. <coughs> he was 19 when he completed his journey. Very cool. Mm. All right. I love the sound of this. Like if, if I had my time again, I would definitely not do this, but it's something very <laughs> cool. Like... <laughs> Love, love the spirit of adventure. Yeah. Look, if I was uh, 20 again, like fuck, I would be doing that. But <laughs> very cool. <laughs> I, I can appreciate what he's doing. Yeah, that's 
very um very cool but uh i don't know what hangs me up about this i don't know i I know people could come into australia but just with covid and that i don't know would they have come over to do it at this Mm -hmm. time i guess there's nothing stopping them really but it's making it a bit harder I just, mm. I, I, I want so badly for the guy that stole his bike to be one of the guys that follows him on his page and then for him to go out and say, don't stop doing what you're doing. So, he's just going to follow him and steal his next bike? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just Not like really. You. I hope that he, he beats it and, you know, breaks the world record and things like that. But that would just be a funny turn of events. So don't stop what you're doing. Just steal my next bike. Just all my possessions are yours. Uh, never stop, never stopping. I'm hung, I'm hung up between the first one just with like sort of the, the lack of um, sort of experience needed. Yeah. Even, even if it is a very smart kid. Uh, and then there's story number three, which hangs me up a little bit just mainly because of like the travel restrictions. Mm. Story number story number two, I'm not I'm not exactly sure there either. It's just like it's just some chick from the Gold Coast is like, oh, I want to do lots of things. I'm very curious. <laughs> you know, I, I feel like oftentimes Dan gives us like three really outrageous stories, but these are all just like <laughs> mm. for Dan standards, they're very monotone. They're like all of these things are very achievable. Yeah. But also on that point of travel restrictions, I think it's easier to come into Australia than it is to fuck off out of here. Yes. Because when I went to Queensland, there were so many international travelers, like yeah. everywhere. Yeah. And that was like a couple of weeks ago. But Yeah. I, yeah. I don't think that's a, it's an issue. I'm just, I haven't I've obviously tried to do any traveling. <laughs> during this yes. time so i've got no idea but it's just kind of what i was assuming but mm. Mm. yeah i got, got no idea dan you got us look at him stroking his beard what a bastard hey <laughs> this is a payback yeah, for me fucking with him last round <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny um don't know uh, i really don't know i'm gonna go with the one that i least suspect mm. Number two. Okay. Well, I just, I really want to get it because <laughs> Ven, Ven, it's a draw between me and Dan. Like this is coming yeah. down to, to the wire. So, crack and furphy champ for, what's the date today? The 3rd of April. It comes down to Ooh, my damn. decision or Tom's decision. No pressure. No pressure. Oh, God. The pressure is immense, boys. <laughs> Right, I'm, I can I'm gonna, see the beads of sweat dripping down your forehead as we speak. All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to story number one. <laughs> what we got, Dan? Drew has got the furphy. Oh, oh I should have stuck with my gut. Cracked it. Beautiful. Um, but I do have some a good update for you on Charlie Condell. Okay, cool. Um, he has been reunited with his stolen bike <gasps> in the past week after completing his ride before COVID hit. Oh, awesome. So, to Colin, say how we got it back? back, if they got it returned or police found it? Or? Um, it is a different article, but he found it on a tent. He fe- the person who stole it posted it on a Townsville buy swap sell Facebook page, <laughs> which he had joined after <laughs> his gear got stolen. Uh, he spotted it, alerted the police, and they went and took his bike back. Mm. And everything was all 
still in working order and good condition. It would have been terrifying if you said it was the Mount Gambia by swap and sell because that is a dark, <laughs> horrible place. Yeah, I mean, buy swap sell pages in general are just hives of scum and villainy, but something good has come out of one for Yeah, I um, do you have any experience of using Facebook buy swap and sell to like go and buy something? Um, look, I I bought I bought like a couple of games and that, and I've had good experiences. I got like a really good deal on a couple of DSIs. Um, with like good games for like a hundred bucks, stoked with that. But there was one time. This is back in this was like 2016 or something. I got the Uncharted collection, which includes Uncharted one, two, and three. It's like for yep. thirty bucks instead of eighty bucks. I'm like, oh yeah, right, yeah. That's so, a banger. So I get the address for where to go, and I pull up, and like, there's a there's a guy. It's like it's obviously a it's obviously just someone who's on drugs, like the. The neighborhood and the, the front yard just just oh my god shoes in the power lines yeah. and yeah yeah all that all that type of stuff and yep. I was in the, the car works. I was in the car with melted bins in the driveway I don't know Dan <laughs> were you were you with me I remember Conrad was with me I w- I wasn't with you for this one yeah I remember there was a couple of people with me and like a pull up and you know hey usually get a go hey you going and whatever do the money and it was literally just I pulled up in the driveway the guy comes out we could just smell weed just just reeking out of the house. He walk, Emanating. He walks up with a cigarette, <laughs> wind down the window, he puts in the game, I give him the the money and there was nothing said and we drive off. Like the transaction <laughs> happened within like 10 <laughs> seconds and we're driving off and I said to my mates in the car just being like, that was weird. And while I was smelling the game case, we're like, holy fuck, this smells like drugs. Like, So I don't know if like the... It, the game was stolen or what? It seems like there's a lot of, sometimes there's like real cheap games on there, like close to release and it just seems like they're stolen. It's like, mm, I'm not. Yeah. So there's always some weird shit going Did on. Did he actually give you the game though? Or is it just like some like Uncharted 1 for PlayStation 3? No, no. It was, it was, it was all there. It had like the target legit. sticker on it and all that. It's just, yeah, it's just really weird. It was like, usually like if I'm selling something, like someone comes in, hey, how you going? Like, yeah, no, how's the weather? They just have a bit of small talk, and you're like, yeah, look, it's in pretty good condition. Like, yeah, have a look at it and whatever, and say, yeah, put it in the car. Yeah, good, good seeing you. Bye bye. But it was just like it was. It was like a. It felt like it felt like a drug deal. <laughs> just getting this PlayStation game. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that, that's it. how they do it. The less they say, the less incriminated they are. You know. Mm. Yeah, well, don't so, blame him. I think he had a lot to be incriminated about. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Selling cr- LSD instead of crack, you know, just stuff like that. Yeah, what a ripoff, eh? I just wanted some good crack, apparently. <laughs> come come to think of it, my dad doesn't have the Uncharted um, 1 to 3 anymore, so. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was the, him selling it. <laughs> yeah. All right, so what do we reckon we learned from today's episode, boys? Out of the stories we've brought here, what do we reckon we've learned? I reckon I've learned uh, that, that you just can't put cynical and hate. <laughs> we're just looking at Tom's. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just get distracted by the puppy. Yeah, the yeah. puppy. Oh, it's just that, that it's we're it's all extremely cynical and hate young people being successful. <laughs> yeah, we actually kind of were, weren't we? Um, and I've learned that uh, you need good quality crack, otherwise you get a bit grumpy. <laughs> uh, what have you I learned, have Tom? Learned- I've, I've learned that it's a really good idea to fully flesh out your furfies before you try and sell it to the other two. 
Because, uh, you know, uh, lasers and things. Yeah. <laughs> removing the third dimension. That's, so, th- that that furphy came up from uh, the Form Labs team doing an April Fool's. They had the CEO come in and he did like a, a YouTube video about it. And he was like, by removing the third dimension, we've really been able to focus on the first two. And like, it was just... Uh, a1, like it was the best ad for a 2D printer you've ever seen in your life. All right. So, your furphy was just like a furphy by the actual company itself. Yeah, but I tried to <laughs> change it slightly. <laughs> Take ownership of their lie, if you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there were so many good April Fool's um, things going on. What I hate about like our time zones is like once you're over April Fool's, then the state's sort of get into their April Fool's and I, that's when I that's when I forget. I'm like, oh god damn it. <laughs> forget when the states start doing theirs. Yeah. But I didn't get caught too many times. Yep. There was a couple of times when I was looking and I'm like, oh that's I didn't even like take any notice of it and a few of them were like, oh that was an April Fool's joke. I'm like, oh well that landed well. I just scrolled past it. Didn't even care. <laughs> <laughs> there was like a I think like Vux, which is a Nintendo uh, website here in Australia, they did like a an April Fool's, like the Switch is getting this uh, thing called the Stacker, which you put on underneath the dock and you can put all your physical games in and load them all in at once. And like I scrolled, oh, I, I scrolled past it. I'm like, nah, that sounds silly. Didn't even think about <laughs> April Fool's. I'm like, that's just a dumb idea. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, boys. Anything else we'd like to touch on before we lock up the doors and head on home? Oh, just Ash, but he's not here this week. So, Oh, what a dog, hey? <laughs> going, going, um, going to Melbourne. <laughs> yeah, like, how dare he have a personal life? Man, no, nah, it's no good at all. It should be there, there non-personal. Is nothing else but cracking furfies. No, nothing yeah. else. Nothing else. No. Love you, Ash. Hopefully we'll see you again another week. Yes. Don't get the spicy cough when you're over there mingling with the Victorians. Oh, he will. He will. He'll get the spicy cough. Just like Dan is hiding it right now. <laughs> The mild no, cough. Fine. Oh, good. Mm. All right, boys. Well, um, we'll catch you next week. All right. Bye. Bye. See ya. Oh, it's been too long since we've had the Furfies rap outtakes, so next week for sure. <laughs> you reckon you'll uh, have some <laughs> smooth oh, words mate. to put out? Oh, I'll shoot some bars. Look, mate, we're here right now, mate. Just give them to us. No, no, I need at least a week to prepare. All right. Dan, warm us up. Warm, warm Tom up for next week. What you got, mate? <laughs> oh. Dan's all lack of words. He's got nothing for Drew. He's just sitting there wiping the sweat off his hairy beard. Hey, don't you don't you try and rap over my rap? That's just disrespectful. That's enough. That's a diss track. A nine-year-old studying physics. She plays oboe and the saxophone.
How dare she play oboe? That was a red herring. Kraken Furfies is lovingly crafted and recorded in the southeast of South Australia. The show is produced and hosted by me, Drew Agnew, and my co-hosts are Ash Wallace, Daniel Treadray, and Thomas McRobert. If you enjoy my work here as well as on my other podcasts, The House of Mario, Encore at The House of Mario, and A Drew Story, help spread the word by sharing us with a mate or leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you'd like to show further support and help me achieve my goal of freeing up one working day a week to spend more time refining and creating podcasts, please consider checking out patreon.com slash idruby where for only $1, you get access to my secret recordings where I share everything behind the scenes. A big thank you to the legend DJ for supporting the content at the podcast producer level on Patreon. From the bottom of my heart, thank you.